Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. So, Ben, my feed has been full of fun-looking pictures from Boston. Yes, it has. Uh, Specifically your pictures. (laughs) They are my pictures. Uh, I haven't even gotten around to uh, editing the wedding, which is why I flew to Boston in the first place. I was shooting a wedding out there. But, um, yeah, just kind of some of the fun uh, photo shoot uh, places. So, for fun context, uh, me and my wife are huge nerds if you haven't already figured that out dear listener (laughs) um but because we were going to boston one of her favorite games is fallout 4 which takes place in boston so she brought a pit boy along and we followed the freedom trail and did a fallout inspired photo shoot and had a good nerdy time it was fabulous how well Uh, did it match up I'm curious. I know this uh, is photo related, but how well did it match up? Yeah, no, no, no. So it pretty close. So one thing that I will say is things like the Boston Library very, very closely matched up. Mm-hmm. Things like the fountain that it starts at, the fountain is technically there, but nothing around it matches up. Mm, okay. Of like the fountain is there, but there's supposed to be like a gazebo, but instead there was like a hot dog cart and like, yeah, no, like. There are some that are incredibly accurate and some that are not at all accurate. And I think for just uh, the sense of scale and spacing, they put some of the like towns and uh, structures a little closer together than they otherwise actually are in the city. Uh-huh, but okay. otherwise, it was a pretty faithful recreation. Like Trina was actually able to navigate the city a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Video game skills being applicable to real life yeah that's crazy yeah we we got into fanuel hall and it's like uh so are you do you feel like super mutants are gonna pop out at any moment yes i do <laughs> i have been here many times even though it's that's my awesome. first time in boston well that's very cool but you went to boston to photograph a wedding right among yeah other things. i did um, yeah, so I went to so Boston. What was the to photographic photo- experience besides the gaming experience? What was the photographic? Yeah, so like? so I went to Boston to photograph a wedding, and on uh, the Saturday of the actual wedding, uh, I was I was the big man in charge, right? Mm-hmm. I got to uh, use my outdoor voice and yell at people and get them to you know corral you know herding cats, normal wedding stuff. Uh, which actually that'll be a fun topic for my YouTube channel. I think I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Sneak peek here. Anyway. So, um, it was, it was all good. And when I wanted to go shoot a thing, I could go shoot a thing. Uh, when I asked a receptionist, Hey, do you mind if I move these, this pile of magazines? She said, yes, absolutely. Let me get those for you. Um, there was just this very, just kind of like I had free run of the country club and I could do what I wanted because I was the professional who, uh, they had paid both me and the country club to be there. And we're working to make that possible. Now, the rest of the photographic experience was very, very different. So we talked, uh, was it last week? We talked about multiple cameras. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was last week? Okay. So uh, we talked about how having multiple cameras, like some for fun and some, and and there was like this article that I saw where it's like, I hate using that camera for fun. I much prefer using this one. Well, I don't, even though we talked about that article about multiple cameras, Uh, I didn't have any of them. 
uh, everything had to fit on a carry-on. I had my one camera plus my backup body, because it is a wedding after all. I need to make sure I have my backup body, but they're identical. So I just have this one body and big-ass lenses. Like, I don't shoot mirrorless. Yeah. Wedding photographers that shoot mirrorless, good for you, but uh, I've, I've got my full EF Canon rig. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's big stuff. So even when I'm doing touristy-type stuff, I look like I'm carrying a professional camera because I am. Now, most of the time, that was not an issue. You know, when we were going down the Freedom Trail, um, some people would stop me and ask what I was doing, and I'd just, like, hand them one of my cards, and they'd laugh and kind of, like, stand around and ask me questions. And, like, that was fine. Um, but well, I went into the Boston Public Library, which is incredible, by the way. If you ever have a chance to go to Boston, go see the library. They have these absolutely gorgeous murals in kind of this grand stairwell, and then you go up to, like, this top, um, like, third or fourth floor kind of just galley, and it's just these beautiful murals, um... And so, of course, people go up there, and the only rules up there are no flash photography. Like, you're allowed to take photos. You're Mm -hmm. allowed to take photos, no flash. They're like, these are very old, very delicate, very one-of-a-kind. It Mm -hmm. took the artist, like, 20 years or something to make these murals. Like, they're absolutely incredible and huge and beautiful. Um But uh, one of the things, we went up there just not because of our photo shoot for the fallout stuff, but just to experience and be a tourist and enjoy our mini vacation that I tacked a couple extra days onto this wedding trip for, um, because COVID we haven't been able to travel anywhere for a while. So I figured like, let's turn it into like a mini three day vacation. Yeah. Um, but when we were traveling up the stairwell, there was one door that was this big, like, iron door with, like, the rivets and the brads and, like, the very cool old door that had, like, a chained padlock on it. And Trina is wearing her comic book dress, and she's got her pit boy on her arm. And she's like, hey, how cool would it be if I grabbed one of my hairpins and looked like I was trying to, like, pick this lock? Nice. For a photo shoot, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so Fallout. So I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. So I pu- so she she grabs the padlock, and I grab my camera, and I'm like, hey, can you just like turn your nose a little bit, and then okay, and shift your foot, and then got the photo. But as I was getting a photo, a security guard walked by me, and said, excuse me, I have to ask, are you a professional photographer? So that is kind of what this episode is about. Now, the answer is, yes, I am a professional photographer. That's why I have a podcast about photography. (laughs) But what she's really asking is, did you get a permit to be allowed to do this? Are you, is this a commercial shoot that you are making money illegally because you didn't get that permit? No, we're on vacation and I'm just dicking around. That's like essentially what it is. But because I had a model... And because I had a big freaking camera and because I looked like I know what I'm doing, I get targeted, even though the guy standing next to me was about a 60-year-old Asian gentleman with a L-series lens on a Canon 1DX. But him, no, he's just fine. <laughs> she doesn't ask him. Hmm, you didn't look touristy enough, Ben. <laughs> I Right? Uh, <laughs> Huh. It's funny because I was actually wearing my Loki cosplay, that, that shirt 
from oh, yeah. and and tie but to anyone who hasn't seen it it's just a shirt and tie <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm so what did you tell him did you tell him you were a professional or not uh i kind my brain went into slow motion of here are the 15 different ways i can answer that question and trina very quickly jumped in while my brain was processing and said no no not a professional photographer and she just kind of looked at me like i do not believe you and then said okay and then kept walking (laughs) (laughs) so so like that experience definitely could have gone differently um but this is a thing that is not new to me so um like a very good example is the seattle public library Mm -hmm. has a policy no professional photography none at all they don't do professional photography however it is beautiful and has interesting architecture and they have one level specifically that they call like the red room where people love taking photos. And this is incredibly popular for photographers and they're kind of just okay with it unless you look like you're a, you're a professional. So like when I was studying architecture in college, I had an assignment to take my DSLR to the library and shoot shots of the interior architecture. Hmm. So then when someone stopped me is like, excuse me, are you a professional photographer? I'm like, no, I'm 17 and I'm a student. And they're like, okay, carry on. And they left me alone. But like how, so I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of weird to me when the like museums and libraries and stuff will kind of call you out on being a professional photographer. And I don't think you should necessarily lie about it. But also sometimes, like, the rules are stupid, and it's just a lot easier to just, you know. <laughs> so, so here's a question for you. If you're an Instagram influencer, and you have somebody take you a picture stop. of you with stop. a... If you're an Instagram influencer, <laughs> just just stop. You're, you're done now. We don't need any more. Sorry, your question. Continue. If you make money on Instagram from cell phone photos, and you take a photo in a professional photographers are not allowed place and you make ad revenue off of that photo do you count as a professional photographer or not according to the security yes <laughs> that's what i want to count know. as a professional <laughs> douchebag hmm i i realize my language is a lot saltier in this uh episode but it's because it annoys me so much <laughs> So, so I totally get um, places that have, like, art and murals and mm-hmm. things that can fade. No flash photography. Cool. That's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing that they will do is uh, no tripods or light stands. That is uh, not just um, so you don't mark up their floors, but it's also a tripping hazard. Yeah, that's like, fair. So there's a lot of things like that. Uh, you get a lot of interesting quizzical looks when you bring a mono- monopod in. Because they're like, mm, no stands. And you're like, yeah, it's not a tripod. And then they have to like, hmm. How much do you want to fight this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so so I think part of it is you need to be as absolutely respectful of as possible of I wasn't being loud. I wasn't taking up a lot of space. I wasn't in anyone's way. Um, I wasn't using flash. Um, I wasn't uh, being that obnoxious photographer who's trying to get the perfect photo. I was on vacation just taking some photos of my wife. But because my tendency is, oh, I took a photo of you and it's unflattering. Let me fix it. And someone saw that. They're like, whoa, this guy knows what he's doing. He's not allowed here. 
So they're obviously discriminating primarily based on gear, but there's such a range, I feel like, of cameras that that's probably not the best way to go about doing this. I mean, oh, right, like, absolutely. Look at something like, like the RX100 series from Sony. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a point and shoot and looks totally like a you know just at least externally to somebody not it looks like your yeah it looks like your mom's point and shoot yeah Yeah. but it's really like a fourteen hundred dollar like the best camera of that size and on the planet and people can and continually shoot professional work on it Um, yeah like like the last time that that? i shot probably not the the last (laughs) time i shot a mariners game uh yes i did have a media pass so i was allowed to get in with my full-size dslr but all the signs say no interchangeable lenses why does that matter? Exactly. Why yeah. does it matter? It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It means nothing. What if you don't what if you don't change the lens out? What if you leave the lens on it? How will they know? <laughs> right? Uh, I'm just a tourist and I've got my 28 to 300 all in one lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could I don't you could know. be like it's that. It's so uh, arbitrary. What is it the 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 Nikon P100 or P1000 or whatever that insane like super zoom? <laughs> it's like I don't need any other lenses. I got everything. Well, you yeah. you brought up a good point earlier. What about people that are influencers that are you know shoot on their iPhone? Yeah, the a person who's an influencer and shooting on their iPhone is going to be a hundred times more annoying in that space mm-hmm. than a tourist with a professional camera. Yeah. who wants to get a quick snap and move on with their day. Yeah, and and also I feel like the professional photographer thing is a misnomer. Like you can make money off of media you produce without being ostensibly a professional photographer in the strictest form of those words. Like I, I don't understand why this continues to be a thing, why this continues to be a yeah. point of discrimination. I mean with, with how I, I, the I think really is what now. it is yeah. is so there's um so there's like a Japanese garden around here where they say absolutely no professional photography and they have people specifically hired to just stand around and hover and make sure you're not doing any professional photography. So if you take a photo of any of their flowers, they're fine. If you put a person in front of that photo, they immediately freak out on you and kick you out of the park. So and, if you're just like there with a friend, let's say you're not a photographer nope, or anything. If you're just it, there nope, with a friend d- with a cell phone. In that instance, yeah. it does not matter. You are not allowed to take pictures of other people or they will consider you a professional photographer, even with a cell phone. Bizarre. Because that's kind of where they draw the line of like, no, you're trying to do a photo shoot. If you want to do that, you have to go through our media department and buy a permit and do it when uh, off hours. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's so undercut. that is like we're protecting our revenue of like you have to pay if you're trying to do a photo shoot here, but um, yeah, I can, I can respect all the lines l- get drawn. I can respect weird. that a little bit more, I think, because they're at least consistent. They're like it doesn't matter what camera it is. If you're shooting a photo in this particular way, that's not okay. Versus in a library or a museum right? or something. But what about like, my friend oh, Steven, who's a fine art photographer and mm-hmm. he takes that photo of a flower and now, or, or of the Japanese garden. And now he's selling it in a museum gallery. Like he didn't pay for a permit. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I wonder how far they would take it. Like if I was wearing a GoPro or a little Insta 360 camera or something, and it was attached to me and somebody walked in front of me, 
and it got a picture of them in front of the flowers. Like, does that count? <laughs> How far do we want to go with this? <laughs> that is really funny. Right? And if I'm not actively taking the picture, does it count? <laughs> that that is that is a really funny point. Well, there are there's like one venue that I'm not gonna call by name because I'm about to say a bunch of bad things about them. So they have a beautiful venue. But their contract is complete BS. Hmm. Their contract says, hey, wedding couple who is paying us money, you give away the rights of a third party, which is not a thing that you are legally allowed to do in a contract. So they wrote a thing in their contract that is not legally enforceable at all. What they're saying is, you know that other photographer who has every contractual and legal right to their photos? If they shoot here, you are signing away their rights, and we own the copyright to their photos. That is what their contract says for wedding couples. They're just rolling the dice until somebody with deep enough pockets sues them. Like, that will end. And, and it also <laughs> says, like, we will have your photographer sign and agree to this. And if your photographer mm. does sign and agree to that, that photographer's an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I told my couple in no uncertain terms, I absolutely 100% refuse to sign that. I will not do it. They do not get my copyright. Um, and the reason why this venue does it is because they're like, well, we've had people try and sell stock photos of our venue and we're, we're trying to like curate our image. You're not allowed to do that. You can absolutely sell all the photos to your couple and do like prints and albums and stuff that, and put it on your website. That's fine. But technically if you own the copyright, it's not fine mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that's not how the law works. Yeah. That sounds like a them problem. That is a them problem to the point where, like, they had enough mosquitoes that they just decided to napalm the house. Wow. Like. Okay. <laughs> that's essentially what it's. Yeah. It's the, well, what the, do you, the, what do you think the solution is for, for this kind of stuff then? I mean, what there, there are obviously a large variety of enforcement styles, let's say for this there kind of are. stuff. What, what, what would if you were the one making the rules for a library or a museum or something, what would you think is a fair rule? If any. So there are definitely some places like the Vatican that are no photos of any kind, cell phone or otherwise. Uh, when I was in college, I w went, did a study abroad and I went to the Vatican and the guy next to me sneakily took a photo with his cell phone and the cell phone did the noise oh. and i had a full-size dslr around my neck and they kicked me out that's nice because they thought it was me mm. uh so that's fun uh so so one way is just blanket ban no photos if you want the art you can buy it from the gift shop like that's right. that's i'm i'm not a fan but, but at least they're consistent <laughs> but at least they're consistent mm -hmm. uh the other way would be uh no flash no stands um no tripods you know, if you put blanket bands on that, a lot of that is safety for both the, the art and the people around. Um, and I actually did an engagement shoot in, uh, it used to be called Safe Goal Field. Was it now? T-Mobile Field? <laughs> I 
Yes. Baseball? Baseball field? Yeah. Uh, field, they, I think. They, they did the, uh, they did all of the, um, Christmas lights, mm. um, down on the field and you could, and, and they absolutely allowed and encouraged professional photographers, but their thing is still no tripods, no light stands. We do not allow them into the park. Like they can ruin the turf or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so what I did was I hired an assistant and I had a voice activated light stand. The assistant held my light and my softbox and everything was fine. <laughs> there you go. And they were totally okay with that. And in fact, like security was okay with that. And when people saw that I was a professional photographer with a softbox, a huge freaking softbox, they're like, oh, I should get out of that guy's way. <laughs> All right. Like that was fine. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, in and in the Seattle Public Library, like I totally get the no professionals, but that is just such a weird. And I think I think the the bigger issue here is that um, kind of to self regulate, and I think a lot of people give photographers a bad name by doing all of the things that you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. When they say no professionals, without a permit or whatever. And then professionals lie and say, oh, no, I'm not a professional. And now that photo is showing up on iStock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, now they have a problem. Obviously, you lied about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's more of a, a don't don't be a douchebag and kind of be honest. But the other thing, too, is like when I was in Boston of like, I'm not selling this photo to anyone. This is just something for me and my Facebook friends because it's a funny picture of my wife with her fallout gear, picking this really cool lock on this really cool door. Right. Um, yeah, I have no qualms in that one being like, this is not a professional photo shoot. It doesn't count, but I am a professional photographer. It's, it's just, it's just a weird and arbitrary line. Yeah, I feel like the the language needs to change because what they really mean in that instance is not are you a professional photographer? It's are you monetizing this photo, right? Correct. Yeah. And maybe that's a better question for museums or libraries who have to ask is not ask, not talk about if you can change your lenses out, not talk about the quality of the gear, but are you monetizing this? Yes or no? Because that'll catch everybody right like if you're an influencer i mean people can lie of course but at least that question is consistent where you know if you're an influencer with a cell phone if you're a professional shooting stock everybody like are you monetizing this that answer is yes if they are and no if they're not period um so maybe that's a better way of well i think that is a lot better way to define it Mm -hmm. um allowing people to self-select is going to end in disaster. I mean, we wanted people to wear masks and look how well that's turning out for us. Well, how do you avoid so, self-selection then? I, I don't know. There's yeah. no easy answer besides, like, napalming the house and putting a blanket <laughs> ban on everything. Yeah, or, like, invasively searching people for cameras if they enter your space. That seems Which crazy. is what they do at Safeco. That's true. I mean, I, yeah. I get that way they're trying to, like, prevent terrorists, yeah. which is a very different kind of thing. But, no, they even opened up, like, the battery compartments on my cameras and had me turn them on to make wow. sure they were functional cameras and stuff. They were weirdly thorough, thorough when hmm. I did that shoot. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I think that uh, if you have a publicly accessible space, it might be a, a you know it might be private property, but like you service the public, you've got a lot of people coming in and out every day. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
the cat's out of the bag at this point in time. Like, yeah, saying no flash photography, saying no stands or whatever is fine. But I feel like we should just get over this. Um, cameras are getting better and better and smaller and smaller. I mean, cell phones have... True. Do cell phones count as multiple lens cameras if they've got multiple lenses and sensors? Because they do a lot of the Mine time Mine has now. four. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, where, do you, where do you start drawing the line um, for what counts as professional grade equipment i mean the i was looking at the little that little insta 360 camera the like go to that's tiny it's i mean it's literally like that big and you could hide that so easily in a jacket or you know backpack or whatever um and shoot some pretty fantastic looking photos or videos with it i mean we should i feel like we should get over this if you have a publicly accessible space you need to just like this is happening like cameras are out there everywhere and it's such a logistical nightmare to try to control them i feel like that we should that should just not be a a topic of conversation anymore yeah no stands that's easy to enforce no flash photography fine i mean Um, in in places like the vatican or other museums Mm -hmm. where it's no we're trying to protect our revenue from the gift shop yeah of like I, I like I said I don't like it mm-hmm. but I uh, at least understand yeah. the blanket ban but no the the lack of consistency is really what bugs me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah at least you should be consistent because oh boy the like the, especially the influencer market like that's the thing that my mind consistently goes to is like this is some this is a place where people are making substantial amounts of money oh influencers with cell phones make way more than I do gear right yeah <laughs> like we need to be over this there is a line between professional and non-professional gear. As we talked about last uh, last episode, we have a bunch, uh, even just between the two of us, we have a bunch of random cameras, and many of them would yeah. be considered not professional gear, but you can shoot professional things with them. Um, so, this is not yeah. at all related, kind of, but when I was going through TSA, their line of what considers an electronic, because they said, please pull out and lay flat all of your electronics. And I said, sir, do you see these two large carry-ons? Literally everything in here is an electronic. I'm going to need the next nine to ten tray bins if you're, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, anything bigger than your cell phone. Hmm. So, 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 like, that's where he draws the line. I'm like, okay, so all of these, like, cords and cables and, like, small batteries and, like, all of those kind of got left. Um, but like, uh, uh, all my big flashes had to come out. Hmm. Um, he said I could leave the lenses in. He said lenses are the exception because we know what those look like, but like everything else bigger than your cell phone, like, at least it's some kind of consistency ish uh, rule. That's, that hasn't been consistent for me because when I went to Japan a couple of years ago and brought big lenses and my big camera and a bunch of random gear. I left it all in there. Like when they said electronic devices, it was like phone, laptop, tablet or whatever. And I left the rest of it in there. They said absolutely nothing. So (laughs) when I went through, uh, so after I took off my jacket and shoes and stuff, I had, uh, five tray bins. Okay. Mm. Four of those five tray bins got flagged for further inspection. Oh, hmm. they don't like those batteries. That seems to be a thing for me. No, they I've, don't. I've been flagged for inspection with USB batteries, and I'm like, look, it literally is under your limit. I don't understand the problem, but you know, not a consistent, right? Because they also say 
don't have batteries over a certain size but if you have multiple batteries that are under that size but in total they're larger <laughs> then they don't care then it's okay <laughs> i i brought my bullet brick of batteries that's fine yep. but one big battery is not fine. i don't know so i guess what we're saying with this episode is whether you're sense. restricting photographers or not <laughs> no matter what industry you work in at least be consistent with your rules <laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. And if you're a photographer who's going into one of these spaces where it's questionable, uh, don't be a dick. Uh, just if it is a place where you need a permit, get a permit. Uh, don't shoot there otherwise. I feel like this is pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just be a nice human being and don't get in people's way and be as unobtrusive as possible and That'll go a long way, I feel like. Like I've been in... One of these days, I'm going to have to do a supercut of us just saying, don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's like half of our episodes at this point. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't be a dick. <laughs> That's not a bad place to cut right there. <laughs> if you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo op Dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at NomCreative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.